the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I guess we don't. Do we not have any sound? I thought we had a sound effect on Friday. We do. I was uh, keeping you in suspense. Oh, it is. Woo, it's Friday night. There it is. It is Friday night, but it's not just any Friday. Tonight is some Friday fun day for a lot of Americans. We will speak to that uno momento. It is also Freedom Friday here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. So glad to have you guys here with us. We are streaming live right now across a variety of different platforms at TheAnswerSanDiego.com, on all kinds of apps everywhere, like the Answer San Diego app. We're also streaming live via Facebook on the Answer San Diego. And and of course, in the old school way, if you're rolling down the road on this beautiful, gorgeous San Diego afternoon or anywhere else, uh, you can be listening on your radio dial. However you are tuning in, we love you. We're glad to have you here with us on this wonderful Friday night here on Freedom Friday. We've got a special guest coming up in the show for Freedom Friday to help us pay homage uh, to our military, which is one of the reasons why we're dedicating tonight's show, Freedom Friday, to our military. So you're going to want to stay tuned for Save the Brave. That's coming up later on on tonight's show. Friday show always means Bob Walters and his education segments. He's our education contributor, and we're, we're trying to work, and Bob has for years, to try to um, get some freedom curriculum back into our schools in the form of uh, not having their minds be hijacked from the leftist curriculum and being in, in uh, their minds indoctrinated into leftism, but uh, a return to the three R's. So you're going to want to stay tuned for Bob Walters. And have we gone from the Joe Biden Democrat agenda of build back better to better get back to the building of a certain structure. Yeah, we got lots to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Did you buy it? Did you buy a Mega Millions ticket? And what are you going to do with the money if you win? There will be a drawing at about... uh, Just less than two hours from now. And I think America is holding its breath. Um, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother on this Freedom Friday. It's the Freedom Patriot loving DJ Potato Skins. This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. DJ DJ Potato Potato Skins. Skins. His uh, approach is so authentic that it's undeniable. You said the three R's, Andrea, but you're missing the fourth R. What's the fourth R? Recession. Oh, well, uh, we're, we're, well, 
We're trying not to. Uh, the three R's relates to what we're teaching kids in schools. And you know what? That is a good point because maybe we need to be teaching that R word because Vegetables. they're trying to, they're trying to uh, put some socialism into the minds of the, of the kids and under the guise of justice, economic equity. There's no economic equity. What's going on with the um, with the, uh, the economy? Joe Biden's economy. Joe Biden's recession right now. We are going to touch on the economy a little bit later on in the show. Speaking of the economy, if you're watching via Facebook Live, let me just put this little baby up there on the camera for y'all to see. Wink, wink. Um, just having a little fun. Just having a little fun. All right. Um, you know what's fun? Speaking of fun. <laughs> it is so fun watching the Democrats in at, at, at all different levels, uh, in particularly the diversity hire, the completely inarticulate and not too bright Kareem Jean-Pierre try to do a little song and dance today as they try to explain away and try to justify away the reasoning behind and the necessity behind the fact that the Biden administration some people might say, got to give them a hat tip, hat tip. But for, for the, they're trying to weasel away from the necessity for and the, and the truth behind the need to, I guess that's redundant, to build the wall, to finish the wall that Donald J. Trump started. We're old enough to remember when he came down the escalator and said, build the wall, that he was called a hater and a racist, wasn't he? He was called a racist. And Andrea, my analysis is I think they're doing it so they can take credit for it. Well, but see, here, here's where we disagree because they don't want to take credit for it. They don't want to admit that they're, that they're building the wall at all. They don't want to admit why they're building a wall. They don't want to admit that the wall is effective. They don't, they, this wall is a hot steaming pile of tater that they don't want to touch, Mr. Tater Skins. That's the, that's the pickle that they're in. Because what's going on is they know going back to 2014 when they started bleeding out the African American vote who started who joined at that point with the with the Republicans and the Demo- and and Democrat voters to give both houses of Congress to the Republicans there was two issues in 2014 why they did it one was to get rid of Obamacare and the second was the flood of quote unaccompanied minors that were flooding our border in 2014 they know this is not a winning issue and they have done everything that they could do to try to hide it from the American people from sending their borders are everywhere, uh, Kamala Harris everywhere but the border where they sent her down to Honduras and did these bad press conferences trying to talk about the root of the problem. They've tried to gaslight the American people, telling them, oh, the border's secure. Lie, lie, lie. They've tried to keep the media out. They've tried to silence Border Patrol agents. They've done everything they could to hide the truth from the American people, but they can't. They've got to do something to stop it. And there's a reason for it. And the reason is the primary elections going on right now and the midterm elections in the fall. So while they've been trying to hide the fact that some people were getting out some, you know, some hammers and some tools and we're about to start, you know, rebuilding a wall, their first initial excuse for it. And it's actually happening in a couple places today. The big story is that it was is about Arizona. But it's also been happening at Friendship Park down here where San Diego County meets Tijuana. And there's actually been protests here for the past couple of days. Oh, we shouldn't have a border. We should just let everybody who wants to come in, come in. I don't know if the people in San Diego who were saying that are really that ignorant of the economic issues, the national security issues, the 
human trafficking and sex trafficking of children issues, the the 16,000 pounds of fentanyl issues, the number one cause of death in this country is fentanyl. I don't know if they're just completely ignorant of that. I don't know if they're ignorant of the fact that it's not even Mexican so much coming across anymore. It's over a hundred something uh, uh, countries, including pe- members of the Iranian Republican Guard. Are they, I don't know if they're that ignorant or if they're just typical communist liberals who want to gaslight and lie and try to play a game of political correct, try to play a shame game. Speaking of the shame game, I think, um, so they're trying to avoid admitting what they're actually doing and why. They've actually, in Arizona, even tried to claim that they had to rebuild the portion of the wall that was remaining in order to protect the safety of people coming across. I don't, I, I, that was such a, 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 um, a convoluted, contortionist attempt to try to twist themselves into a pretzel to try to act like, um, you know, it, anything to avoid declaring that what they're doing is because walls work. So Peter Ducey, who's really the only the only decent journalist we've got left anymore, uh, decided to actually question that Miss Diversity hire, um, who Skins correctly pointed out today was actually looking really good. I mean, if, if she didn't have to talk, she'd actually be great. If she could be a spokesperson without having to speak, she'd be spot on because girl's gorgeous. Love her fashion choices, too. She's, fa- she's beautiful, and her fashion was just spot on. Unfortunately, this is not, you know, a, a, an odd, a, this is not a, a visual-only commercial where they're just playing music in the background. She's actually got to speak. So um, Peter Ducey starts questioning her on the border today. Let's start with this clip one. By finishing the wall, is this? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, finishing? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, uh... <laughs> Is this, is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will say this. A border wall, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. So it's ineffective. Okay, so f- first of all, a couple of things here. Um, she, he says, by filling in, first he says, you're finishing the wall. We're not finishing. Okay, well, filling in. He's trying to play their word games, right? And then she said, well, we're not finishing the wall. Well, that's exactly what you're trying to do. So he's like, okay, you don't want to say finish. You want to say fill in. Um, so then he goes, so, you know, he, he answers that point. So then he says, is this racist? Um, well, she's like, well, I don't know how you go from one question to the other. Well, because he, he wrapped up the one question and then, and then switched gears. But, but the point is, that was a really ineffective way of which she tried to she tried to push back on him by trying to shame him as though he was asking dopey questions when he was actually right on beat with her. I mean, there was not a half a second pause between her trying to her trying to tap dance over here where he wasn't right on her heels and out tap dancing her. And and what the only thing that I wish he had done, though, is I wish he would have said to her, why does the Biden administration hate brown people? That really would have been the most effective way to ask the question, because that's the truth. To this day, 
There's many people, a lot of the average Hispanic community has been long uh, caught on to the game by the Democrats. But you've got all these elites in the media, including some alleged former uh, chef, some alleged chef from the Food Network who came at me uh, in the early years of the of the Trump administration, who's from San Diego, by the way, uh, falsely accusing Trump of putting kids in cages when it was Obama. And, and these are the people that continue to this day. Um, to falsely accuse Trump of being a racist because he wanted to build a wall. Now here the Biden administration is in finishing a wall. And then on top of this little tap dance back and forth where she tries to play the Biden administration's little word game of it's not really recession, even though it matches every definition of a recession. And, it, and it's, it's not, a, it, and it's supposed to be a vaccine, but we got to change the definition of a vaccine because it's not really a vaccine. That's the game they continue to try to play on us. But but they can't play this game when it comes to the border. And she goes on to say a border wall is an ineffective use of taxpayers dollars. Well, they're using taxpayers dollars to build a wall. Why? If it's not effective. Of course, it's effective and they know it. Um, the real reason why. They're building the wall is because of the primaries going on in Arizona. There's Arizona has got to be, if not the most hotly contested state, it's in the top two. If you think about it, it's got to be Arizona, Georgia and Pennsylvania that everybody's looking at right now. In Arizona, there's a reason why Arizona was the first that Fox News called inappropriately in 2020. And who's worried about his primary race in Arizona right now? Mark Kelly, Senator Mark Kelly. Remember Mark Kelly? Former astronaut Mark Kelly, who's only where he's at because of his wife, uh, un- unfortunately, being being victimized in an attack on the campaign trail or, or, or at an event. Well, he actually tweeted out. So she so you just heard everything that, that uh, the spokesperson for the White House had to say. Walls are, are a waste of taxpayers money. We're not finishing the walls. It's not racist. But she never really gave an explanation as to why they're doing it. Well, this is Mark Kelly. Border Patrol agents in the Yuma area faced operational challenges in working to secure the border and keep our communities safe due to these gaps. After months of our pushing, the Department of Homeland Security has listened to Arizonans and is going to close them. I'm not a fan of Mark Kelly. And he's only doing this now, years in, after millions have poured across that southern border, after millions of children were raped along the way and dumped in the desert, after after um, hundreds of thousands, however many thousands, women being trafficked across this border. Mark Kelly didn't care at all until his primary started looking really scary for him. That's really why they're doing it. This has been an intentional invasion by the Biden administration, who is basically headed the world's largest human trafficking and drug operation importation into the United States of America. And and they're hoping that it's going to save their bacon in Arizona, but it's not even just Arizona that's become a problem for them. I was initially really critical of Governor Abbott when he decided to send all these illegals to D.C. and New York City. But the fact that he did that has just now you got the mayors of New York City and D.C., complaining about it and this is a problem that they're trying to they're trying to uh, stifle without anybody actually catching wind to it and hoping that they can avoid actually admitting what they're doing and why um, but let's do a little flashback friday shall we to 2020 and what biden had to say about building a wall Talking about securing the border, the Biden administration has quietly approved construction to finish a section of the border wall near Yuma, Arizona. 
even though President Biden promised this. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. Number one, I'm going to make sure that we have border protection, but it's going to be based on making sure that we use high tech capacity to deal with it. Yeah, at high tech capacity, whatever he's referring to there didn't work. I'm not. Do they want credit skins? No, I don't think they want credit. They don't want to admit what they're doing here. So I'm not going to give them any credit because the only reason why they're doing these little patches is to try to save their bacon with the elections. That's what's going on here. This isn't about trying to protect the American people. This is about trying to protect their power. We're going to take a break. We come back. Shocking revelations coming out about the truth behind the plot to not just assassinate Brett Kavanaugh, but to basically take out an entire branch of government has been revealed. Where's the FBI and their DVE investigations? Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, so while the FBI, as we found out thanks to some whistleblowers this week, were, uh, this week were cooking the books to falsely categorize low-level trespassing kind of stuff out there, uh, individuals as DVEs, domestic violence extremists, um, uh, the... Real domestic violence extremism uh, and DVEs that we've seen, in particular, one individual who is a DVE was the guy who was arrested for plotting to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. And what is now coming to light, uh, according to um, documentation of his online chat chats, is that he actually had a plan uh, to um, I'm shooting for three, he said. He literally had a plan that was based upon the idea of all your typical Democrat talking points. Everything that you saw played out um, as people committed um, acts of felonies. I believe it was a felony under felony code to attempt to threaten and intimidate a Supreme Court justice, which is what happened over and over and over outside of the homes of uh, Supreme Court justices. The individuals who were there were breaking the law. They were doxxed. Their homes were doxxed by people who wanted to send those DVEs to march up and down their homes. The same DVEs who showed up at a restaurant and tried to, to threaten Brett Kavanaugh. There's your domestic violence extremist group. Where's the January 6th committee? And Kavanaugh in particular is targeted because of the domestic violence extremist movement that sought to take him out that actually involved women and groups of women breaking and entering the Capitol. And none of which any of them ever, ever was hauled in by the FBI and thrown in, in as political prisoners and denied bail. And they were there to disrupt a, an official political proceeding. Those were, those were nomination hearings for a Supreme Court justice. We've got an entire DVE extremist group and movement against Supreme Court justices that reached a point to where this was an attempt to completely destroy and take over and seize control of an entire branch of government. An entire branch of government. We've got the executive branch. That's the White House. Y'all know that, right? That's presidency. Then we've got, here's a little civics for those of you that, that um, you know, just 
um, they graduated in the 90s beyond after they started indoctrinating. We've got the executive branch. We've got the legislative branch. That's Congress. And then we've got the judicial branch. And he knew and he talked about in his chats with other people. And by the way, anybody else he was chatting with? Why aren't there? They are also DVEs, according to these rules, right? By the FBI and the DOJ. They all should be rounded up. Thrown in solitary confinement. This wasn't there was an understanding. If you read this man's emails and his communications, they weren't emails, but online chats with people. It was basically it's like what you hear every night on MSNBC for the same reason why the Democrats are talking about packing the court, because how dare these conservatives what this guy was basically saying was, you know, we've got a split in the court. Now the conservatives have the power. And, you know, if we're going to if we're going to get you know what we want done, they've got to be taken out. They've got to be taken out. There should be an entire investigation about this or if and if not an investigation, because quite frankly, I'm not interested in investigations. I don't want to hear any more from the Republicans about investigations. They're nothing but tools to distract us, shiny objects to make us think that there's going to be accountability. There should be arrests. There should be releases of the people that have been falsely imprisoned. In fact, the prosecutors who falsely accused two guys this week that pled to misdemeanors, they were falsely accused of of attacking and leading to the death of Brian Sicknick. Those prosecutors should be prosecuted themselves. I'm not aware of anybody talking about this situation. Um, But this also explains, remember when he was arrested, Skins, I was like, this dude, what was he planning to do with all these zip ties, with all this additional weaponry? He was there loaded for far more than just taking out one Supreme Court justice. And now we know why. He was hatching. He hatched a plan to come and seize control of our entire judicial branch of government. He has been he has been arrested and indicted. Um, by a federal grand jury for, quote, an attempt to assassinate the Supreme Court justice. Why hasn't he been charged with an insurrection? What's what's the difference? The difference is, is that this is this is, you know, that uh, quite frankly, I'm just going to say what I'm not supposed to say. The Democrats would have been happy if this man had succeeded. Make no mistake about it, because when Maxine Waters is shouting if you see them out in a, at, out in a restaurant somewhere you surround them did any I'm to this date I'm not I, I'm not sure that I ever heard anybody excoriate the individual who shot up Republicans at a baseball field did they the Democrats aren't calling for calm in the wake of violence against Republicans not at all they're inciting it so where is on that note if Trump is supposed to be is supposed to be criminally charged for inciting violence against the government, I guess, what they're trying to say, or he incited the violence of the mob that went there and trespassed. Where are those like Kamala Harris who incited the violence against Brett Kavanaugh by pushing phony lies that he raped girls, that he raped Christine Blasey Ford? I think it's very telling that that's why you would never see any of these people hauled away like it was against the law because they wanted them there. Exactly. Exactly. This is incredibly disturbing that this is where we're at. Um, But you know what? You know what I love, though? Let's end this segment on a good note. My man that I have a bad habit of calling Scalito, and I think it's (laughs) because I loved, loved, loved Scalia, and I love 
Alito. And in spite of this DVE movement meant to try to take out the Supreme Court, it hasn't stopped Alito uh, from um, continuing to be his irascible self. Um, But before we play this clip of Alito mocking government officials around the world who dared to criticize him, including um, the spare, um, there were reports earlier this week I didn't bother with that um, that actually I was pleased to hear that when it came to the draft opinion being leaked, um, Justice Roberts apparently somehow people know, which makes me think he... uh, Anyway, I, we don't know who the leaker is, which is shocking. I suspected it might be Roberts. I don't think it was Roberts because reportedly this week he was lamenting the fact that he felt that the draft actually solidified and made the other justices dig their heels in and that he felt that had that not happened, he might have had a chance to pick off a couple, but that it, it they dug their heels in. Um, so hat tip. So, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, I'm OK that the, the draft was leaked. Um, but let's let's end this segment with a little laugh brought to us by Justice Alito. Over the last few weeks since I had the honor this term of writing, I think, the only Supreme Court decision in the history of that institution that has been lambasted by a whole string of foreign leaders <laughs> who felt perfectly fine commenting on American law. One of these was uh, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, but he paid the price. (laughs) Post hoc ergo propter hoc, right? (laughs) But others are still still in office, President Macron and uh, Prime Minister uh, Trudeau, I believe, are too. But what really wounded me, what really wounded me, was when the Duke of Sussex addressed the (laughs) United Nations and seemed to compare the decision whose name may not be spoken with the Russian attack on Ukraine. And then he made, he made a phony like ouch like it really it, like it really hurt him uh, that Prince Harry was on the attack against him in UN at the UN. Well played, Alito. Well played. We're going to take a break. We come back. Bob Walters for his Friday education seminar and what's happening in the schools. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K on the Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, Freedom Friday, and there's nobody who fights more for our freedoms than Bob Walters because the battle for the future of this country is taking place in our schools, and he's been the general fighting this war for a long time now, and he joins me now with his topics for this week. Hello, uh, Bob Walters, call sign Don Quixote. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're Mayor, Maid Mary. Maid, Mary. I made I made Mary. Is that my call sign? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I gladly accept that. Okay. All right, my dear. What you got for us this week? Oh, some good news. We got the conservative government of Hungary has Ooh. announced plans to make it illegal for those who are convicted of pedophilia into their schools or to have any program which promotes sex change or homosexuality. This will only. They only recognize biological sex. Of course, the woke element rose up and demands his impeachment 
and the European Union is looking to sue the government. But he's adamant about staying in line to put an end to homosexuality and promotion of sex with the, the kids in the schools. Wow. Um, that's a great, that's a great story. Couple, couple points. I'm not familiar with the government of Hungary. Um, so I don't really know what, what power, you know, he, he might have, but had tip to him for trying to use whatever power he legitimately has to try to try to spare children. It's interesting how this is just a global issue around the world. And it's just another as it just, just another reminder that this is a part of the new world order, the liberal world order, uh, that lefties all around the world are trying to push forward. And it's also a reminder of why it's important to have national sovereignty, because look what's happening. Happening. The European Union's trying to come in and tell him what he can do in his own country. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's just good to know that we in this country are not alone with this battle going on. True. Good point. That's a great point. Because, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't, hadn't really thought about other countries around the world and where they stood with this. So who knew we had, we conservatives had that in common with the head of Hungary? That's true. Anyway, I got some other good news. Kern County Public Schools has decided to serve free lunch and free breakfast to every student, regardless of income, this coming school year. Um, I find that interesting. It's nice that they're doing that. I guess that's good news. On the other hand, it also shows a certain amount of control that the school feels they have over the students versus the parents over the students. True, because I don't know if the parents get to opt out or if it's just that if your kid's sitting in the school, he's going to get fed food. Um, but at least if they're going to do that, I like the idea that this is, you know, it's not about equity. It's about equality. You know, it's about everybody's going to get treated equally, that if you're a kid and you're there, you're going to get at least offered offered a meal, it, it, just depending on whether or not the parents can opt out. Because, yeah, if you're a parent and you've got enough money to feed your kid, you might be like, well, if this is part of that Michelle Obama food program, I think I'll take care of our own meal. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is good news till we hear something bad. Yes, I do think it's great news. Okay, then we got the Ivy League choice for Female Athlete of the Year will be University of Columbia Spencer, you know, a fighter with swords, Sylvia Binder. She was chosen over the University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, a man dressed as a woman, who was chosen by that school as Female Athlete of the Year. But now you've got the Ivy League, the overall organization, has come out against him and has chosen this uh, woman to be the Female Athlete of the Year. Well, I think that's great news, except I might take issue with the with the idea that fencing is actually, you know, an athlete. I don't know anything about fencing. It doesn't look particularly athletic to me. I mean, I guess it is. But, you know, um, no offense to to no offense to you fencers out there. We actually have a fencing academy not far from here. Um, It just looks like something fun you do running around, you know, as a couple of kids. I don't really think of it. I don't really have any exposure to it, I guess. We didn't have a lot of fencing classes in New Orleans and in the Deep South. Okay, but anyway, I had tip to Columbia. I think you said had tip to them for picking a woman. Yep, I agree. All right, now you got Florida under Governor DeSantis, who never stops. He has filed a complaint against the bar that held lewd drag show for children. He's pulling their liquor license, and he's told 14 other uh, uh, liquor stores and uh, bars around the the state that if they do it again, they will lose their liquor license as well. He is the smartest, most effective 
true conservative, patriotic elected official anywhere in this country at any level. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop, and he's so smart, and he finds a way. He's proactive, too. It's like the second he hears of, of of an issue or the second he sees the Democrats taking a toe in a wrong direction, it's like, what can I do to stop it? And because he he understands the left's constant movement to gain more ground, and he understands and adjusts and immediately seeks ways to not just push them back, but retake ground away from them. And he everything that he does should be a blueprint used by every other Republican official in this country. Yeah, he's really the number one guy in my mind, so far yes. as state government is concerned. Yeah. All right. Another good point is Betty DeVos, who was the former head of the Department of Education, has now come out for abolishing that department and encourage any GOP candidate to back this effort. Like yes. Trump, get rid of the, the federal involvement in our education, which is wrong, has been wrong for several years. I love it. I take back anything that negative I might have said about Betsy DeVos. And by the way, um, I was already rethinking my thoughts about her because she has backed and been a large contributor to Tudor Dixon, someone that I know on the periphery, lightly know through media, who was a host at Real America's Voice and is now running for governor in Michigan. And so she's been a large contributor to Tudor Dixon's campaign. And that's a campaign to watch, by the way. We really need Tudor Dixon uh, to win the Republican primary and win the governorship in Michigan. So, and Betsy Betsy DeVos has gone a long way to make that possible. So hat tip to her. I'm loving Betsy DeVos today. That's a great That's a great story, Bob. She could be hero of the week. She might be. <laughs> okay. College crazies. The dean of Penn Law, Pennsylvania Law, asked the faculty senate to impose major sanctions against law professor Amy Wax. It's a woman. The tenured professor said the country would be better with fewer Asians and called India an S-hole. <gasps> Yeah, kind of wow, frankly. Wow. On occasion, she also said she feared black men in the elevator when she's alone and that Mexican males are even more aggressive on sexual assaults on women. Oh, my gosh. Who is this person? Amy Wex? Amy Wex. And she's she's at she's at Penn Law. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This person needs to go. Kind of does. I mean, it's Uh, pretty kind of radical what she's. Incredibly, about. incredibly. There's no place for that type of individual to be anywhere. Quite frankly, that's kind of individual that just sh- should be shunned from society in general, uh, let alone uh, being in front of any any student at, at any level. That's just shocking. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Okay, then you got the UCLA professor. He's quit his job at UCLA saying, quote, the woke takeover, unquote, of education is intellectually corrupt. Joseph Manson went on to say that this trend is causing havoc at this and other colleges throughout the nation. He lived with this trend until late 2000 when it became more radical as left-wing professors were hired mm-hmm. and students were even more militant that were coming into the schools. He points out that many professors have now been fired or ostracized for, quote, dissenting from woke orthodoxy, unquote. A lot of this is anti-Semitism with many saying Zionism is a form of white supremacy. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, um, well, that's that's just how the left tries to um, get a twofer, uh, to continue to push that white supremacy is the greatest threat to our nation and also expose their anti-Semitic beliefs. I think it was Rashida Tlaib today who came out and said that uh, that it made some incredibly shocking, I can't even remember, uh, anti-Semitic 
uh, comments about Israel today. And um, so hat tip to that guy. He's right about the, the progression. When Barack Obama campaigned in 2008 to transform America, nobody was allowed to ask how, what that meant. What his idea of change was as part of hope of change, right? And it, and he immediately doubled down and to seize control of our entire education system and including putting in, um, his LBGT, uh, department of, head of department of education who went around, um, shutting down Christian groups under the guise of anti-bullying campaign. So um, we need more heroes like although I I start to say we need more heroes like this UCLA professor, but they've purged so many of the good people out of the schools. I don't know how many are left right to be purged. Yeah. So I think this news. They asked UCLA, what is their opinion about this? And this comment that this professor's made, they said, well, UCLA supports free speech. That's the end of their comment. <laughs> well, except well, except they don't support free speech when it's somebody who doesn't take a liberal, who isn't spewing the Marxist ideology. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah we're going to take a, a little break. Bob Walters is going to stick around on this Freedom Friday, so you guys need to stick around as well. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. It is Freedom Friday on tonight's Andrea K. Show, and Freedom Fighter Bob Walters is back with me like he is every Friday, except we had a couple of Thursdays there to accommodate his very busy schedule, as the left would say. All right, Bob, you got more for us tonight on this Freedom Friday? Sure do. Some more college crazy. Dozens of medical students, school students at the University of Michigan, these are medical students, staged a walkout in the midst of their white coat ceremony shortly after the keynote speaker, a known anti-abortion doctor, began to address the group. The dean was asked to cancel her speech since her comments would be antithetical to the tenets of reproductive justice, whatever that means. Huh, so they walked out. These are these are people getting their comma MD, and they yeah. walked out because they couldn't tolerate somebody arguing for life? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what? I think they might have missed their calling. Maybe they really should have gone to, to embalming school. Or maybe or maybe how to be a vampire. Are there people who, or or wick, wickery isn't there isn't it being a wick? What is that what is that sat, satanic group? I mean, how do you how do you go how do you supposedly dedicate your life to saving lives and not being able to tolerate a pro-life message. Even to me, the, I don't understand this because even if you think that it's okay for a, you know a woman to make that decision, you, you yeah. No, I still can't square it. I still can't square a doctor right. thinking that right. the, think that's okay. Yeah, so much for hearing the other side at all. I, I saw the video, and about a third of the audience got up and walked out. Wow, crazy. No. Okay, parents push back on American colleges promoting DEI. Now, DEI means diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives and call it dangerous. Some universities require compliance with signed documents confirming their support of DIE for tenure of, or promotion. Parents and faculty need to push back. In Seattle, for instance, 40% of University of Washington's faculty rejected voting on a measure that would have required all faculty to sign such a statement to retain their job or be promoted in the future. A union spokesman says universal universities should be biased to ensure equal outcomes of all groups. Oh, good. 
<laughs> Rebecca Fredericks, Fredericks, who's a really a strong woman, yeah. very active in this field, encourages parents to be aware of this situation and false use of key words to fool them. We need to be aware of the destructive nature of DEI, mm-hmm. and the donations or enrollments in such universities. Yeah, There's absolutely. A- uh, diversity supported by the teachers union because they're corrupt. Yeah, absolutely. And this uh, this litmus test that you've in order to be a professor or dangling the carrot out there to get tenure, which is permanent, a, a permanent job. You have right. to you have to demonstrate this belief is if you don't understand that that's like communism or fascism or totalitarianism, something's wrong with you. That should be that should raise the hair on the back of the necks of every American. And they're doing this with the schools because that's how ultimately they completely take over this country. That's why when Barack Obama talked about transforming this country, he immediately targeted our education system uh, in order to accomplish that. And she's right and you're right. Every parent, every American out there, whether you're a parent or not, I'm tired of hearing Americans think, oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids in the schools, as though this doesn't affect every American. That's the whole point. They're just using kids at every level. It's not about it it, to in order to take over America. This is an American issue, not a parental issue. Well, I got some other news that I'll put to your your listeners as well, just kind of around evening. Okay. The Los Angeles School District is now pushing schools and teachers for queer all school year, not just Pride Month, but queer all school year. <sighs> Which is a blueprint for promoting LGBT throughout the year. The queer year? Office, yeah. <laughs> all year. The Equity Office has programs and plans for month-to-month activities, but in February they switch to focus on Black Lives Matter in schools. So it's it's eleven months of queer year. Black Lives Matter, which is another radical focus. And this is this is crazy. This is why people need to get involved with We the Kids. If you're watching on Facebook Live, I'm wearing all my We the Kids gear. Right. Um, we we need to get active. We need to push back on these school boards. We need to make sure we're getting curriculum, the right curriculum to kids. Queer year, Bob Walters. Yep. Okay, and then you got school superintendent of Maricopa County, Arizona, made an extra $1.7 million in the year 2016 to 2021 on top of her $189,000 a year salary. All this was kept secret from the taxpayers and district employees. This while the district claimed shortage of funds for general payroll increases and school supplies. Why did, we've only got about 30 seconds left. Why did she get an extra million? You know, I don't know. I guess she was under the stress of making the school do better, and so they gave her a reward after reward. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I, yeah, um, that no, that doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. I don't know what she was compensated for, but I'm not, I, I'm not hearing any justification for it. Um, tell everybody quickly in the time we've got left about We the Kids. Yeah, We the Kids is a great organization, and I really encourage every parent on this broadcast to contact them, get their details. Look on their webpage, wethekids.us, and understand what they're offering. They'll give you books and materials to train your kids on the real history and glory of Americans' background and founding. Absolutely. And they're a great organization, and I urge you, it doesn't cost anything. No, except uh, if you want to get the gear, like the hat and the shirt that I've got on. And I encourage you to do that. And then we can support this as we're walking around the community. Bob Walters, love you. Thank you. The rest of you guys, stick around. Hour 2 is on its way. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.